Welcome to the Empowered by Design podcast. I am so excited to bring you this amazing and inspiring woman, an interview with Lisa Dente. And I'm going to get into how we connected, why I think she's so inspiring, and invite her to tell us her story. Welcome to the podcast, Empowered by Design. I am your host, Dr. Liz, a hopeful romantic, mom of two beautiful souls, and partner to the love of my life. As a licensed psychologist, I love helping people heal, grow, and shine. I am a love and relationship specialist and owner of Visionistas by Design Wellness Boutique, where we lead with love and empower you to fly. This podcast delivers inspirational stories, conversations, and lessons on the power of tuning in body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit, following your intuition, seeing the signs, and listening to the whispers from angels to pursue your dreams in life, work, and love with intentional vision. Share the love, spread the power, dream, design, deliver. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for coming on the Empowered by Design podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. So Lisa and I connected because Lisa is a group fitness instructor. Um, and in addition to other, you have a few jobs, in addition to a reading specialist and also a consultant for Franklin Covey. Um, but the way that we connected is that you are a group fitness instructor at the gym that I attend and you really kick me in, into shape. <laughs> And um, I have appreciated so much connecting with you in that way that we that's how we met. Um, and then also really just over the years, seeing the amazing things that you're doing. And most recently, what caught my attention um, on social media and then also in you, we did um, you hosted a um, the Glow Fitness yeah. yep. event to raise money for Rebecca's Angels. So I am going to say welcome, Lisa, and I'm going to just turn it over to you and tell us, tell us a little bit about Rebecca's Angels and what that means and 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 what it means to you. Sure. So again, thanks for having me. Um, it's it's crazy to think that I've been invited to be on a podcast and listening to you say that I inspire you. Um, just is um, really such as my heart. So thank you. Um, because that is my main goal. Um, and my mission and everything that I do is I want to inspire people, um, to believe that they can do things that they didn't think they could do. Um, so all the different roles I have in my life, that's kind of my main mission. Um, so I am raising money for Rebecca's angels charity. Um, and, uh, the reason that that charity is near and dear to my heart is the founder of that charity, Rebecca Gregory, she was at the Boston Marathon in 2013, and she was many one of 
many of the spectators on the Boston Marathon route that day. She was there celebrating her birthday for the weekend and decided to check out the Boston Marathon. She was three feet from where bombs exploded and she uh, lost her leg and has endured 76 surgeries to date. Um, Her son was um, with her and I believe he was five at the time. And she ended up being a shield for him and he was protected physically. Um, But afterwards, they dealt with a lot of post-traumatic stress Mm. disorder and they struggled to find treatment specifically for young children um, who have experienced traumatic events. Um, And the reason that it's so important is that I was one of the runners that she was cheering on. Um, Mm. So I finished the race and about 20 minutes later, bombs exploded. Um, And I didn't know Rebecca then, but I started following her story. And it's been my dream to go back ever since. Um, In order to run the Boston Marathon, you have to qualify. And I qualified that year and ran. Um, And I tried many times with a lot of failed attempts. And she posted that she was uh, looking for people to run on her charity team. And that's how I got to where I am right now. I sent her my story and she picked me along with nine other people from all over the country and we'll be running together on uh, April 17th. Oh, wow. That is incredible. There's so many layers to that, that I, gosh, thank you so much for sharing that. So, so you were running in the Boston marathon in 2013 during the bombings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, and I, I know I shared, we have spoken before, um, and you know, people will always ask, um, you know, were you always a runner? You must've always been athletic being a group fitness instructor. And, um, my story is actually very different than that. Um, I was, uh, cut from the field hockey team in 10th grade because I couldn't do the two mile run without stopping. And that kind of propelled me forward into, just exercising in general, but then running became a, um, passion of mine. And, um, and I ended up qualifying, which was awesome, but then it kind of propelled me forward into pursuing becoming a fitness instructor and helping others believe in themselves so that they could see that you can really do anything. Um, it's just a lot of hard work and belief in yourself and you can do anything. Wow. Yeah. So you, you haven't been back. Um, So this marks 10 years from the time that you were in running the marathon from from Rebecca's injury from the tragedy trauma that we all witnessed, um, not as close as you. um, But so what does that mean? What is the meaning for you when you think of that? Um, It's coming very, it's coming up very soon. yeah. What does that mean for you that, to return? Yeah, this time, um, you know, initially after, after I got home in 2013, there was a lot of guilt because, you know, people were congratulating me and excited for me. And, um, there was a lot of guilt around me feeling so shaken up by the incident when I wasn't physically harmed, I was shielded by a building. So I did not see the devastation firsthand, even though I was just on the opposite street. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of go through a roller coaster of emotions. Um, and to, when I first found out I was going back, I, I think I cried for a couple of days straight. Mm. Um, just the emotion of 
wow, oh my goodness, this is real. This is happening. Um, and as I get closer, it's starting to get back to that kind of emotional stage um, where I'm excited. I'm excited to have the celebration that I really wanted to have. Um, I'm excited to um, kind of take a different approach to it, um, to really enjoy every step um, and not put so much pressure on myself to get a certain time. Um, but it's it's definitely the right way to go back. I think for so long, I was set on, I need to qualify to get back. And I, you know, you can run for charity mm. and say, you're going to raise a certain amount of money. Um, but I, when this opportunity came to be, it's, it just felt like a gift. Um, other people mm. had said that to me, it's just, this is the right way to go back. It's a the bigger purpose. It's raising awareness for something that is just so very important. Um, mental health treatment for anyone that needs it, um, bringing more light to that, which is pandemic in and of itself in our country right now. Um, so to really just be able to go back for a bigger purpose, um, it is helping me heal and it's, um, helping me reconnect to my why, but it's also, you know, just, um, the amount of money that is being raised and that the Boston marathon in general raises for multiple charities every year. Um, people don't often realize um, I forget how many million dollars Boston Marathon for a variety of charities. So it's pretty cool to know that um, there's people that are putting in not just the physical training, but putting in the work to fundraise and to raise awareness for their organizations that they're running for. Yeah, that is it's it's so um, yeah incredible. I can't think of a better word for for that um, and just that personal energy and commitment that you have made to this cause um to raising money for this cause supporting this cause and really i love to hear the the where it comes from for you you're you're talking about your passion and your mission and your why um can you tell us a little bit more about that your why your mission yeah so um it was shortly after that um experience that i got into um you know, I'm a teacher and um, we're, we were at the time a leader in me school, which is um, it's based off of the seven habits of highly effective people, which is um, Dr. Stephen Covey's work. And um, it, it grounds you in developing a mission statement. Um, and so um, shortly after the marathon, I really started to think deeply about, you know, my mission in life. And, mm. um, you know, I always wanted to do things that helped. I, you know, I always have been special education, reading specialists, helping struggling students. Um, and my heart always kind of goes towards the neediest and most struggling students, um, because I want to reach them. I want them to see success and feel success. Um, and, um, I think through the process of coming back from the marathon, it made me realize that I wanted to make a deeper impact. Um, and so being able to um, work for Franklin Covey and go all over the country in the summer months and train other staffs, I always think of, you know, if I have 50 staff in a room and they have 25 kids in every classroom, that's thousands and thousands of students that I'm potentially impacting. Um, and so I guess my biggest thing has always been to try to make 
um, that ripple effect um, and be able to kind of reach as many people as I can. Um, people will come to the Y, to the, to the gym. And um, I've had people ask me, you know, oh, you, but you've always been fit or, you know, and I tell them I'm a Weight Watchers lifetime member. I, mm. you know, came, you know, hard work. It's all just hard work and dedication and consistency. Um, and so it, it's neat to see people who come to the Y and start out. Um, they've never worked out before and then they continue to come and I see such a difference in them. Um, and then I know we're going to talk more about how that impacts kind of the rest of your life when you have that physical component kind of in check. Um, yeah, definitely. Yes. One of our philosophies here. And I love when you, I love when I hear other people talk about the, the why and the mission, because life is really throws us lots of curveballs and it can be a struggle to keep going sometimes. Right. And that is very much part of, of the mental health, um, the push to, expand the access to services far and wide and, and remove the stigma from getting treatment and getting help and having support for mental health concerns. Um, and so when it's hard, when it's when life is difficult and, and it's hard to, you know, take the next step or, you know, get out of bed in the morning, having a purpose, having a passion, having a mission, knowing your why and being able to articulate it is something that we are really in 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 alignment with your mission. We also strive here at Visionistas by Design to help people really articulate that and then align their actions, align their energy with their values, with their vision, with their mission. Um, so yes, we, we are going to get into kind of all those different aspects as we've talked about fitness. And, you know, when, when we think of fitness and we think of the gym, we think of, you know, our bodies and really that physical fitness. And truly, I know because I've talked with you about this, we know that that expands beyond just the physical health, right? We're, of course, we're talking about mental health, but incorporates other aspects. You've said a few times, you know, you've talked about your heart and the emotional piece of, of life and work and not just running the marathon, but the work that you do and the consulting that you do and the, the teaching and the, um, you know, helping helping children read, um, all of those things are yes, help, based in this holistic view of health. Can you tell? We, we're going to get into that holistic piece. I I am curious if you could give us a little bit of information about. You mentioned leader in me. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means um, and why that is so important for you? Yeah, sure. So it um it's. Uh, I was a part of a team that brought it to our school. Um, it's pretty broad in the Lehigh Valley. Um, and again, it's Dr. Stephen Covey's work um, and the work of a principal from North Carolina, Muriel Summers, um, who wanted to take leadership principles to students um, and teach them um, Dr. Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, but to teach students how to um, kind of lead their own life. Um, so to get them to um, kind of embark on um, what things are important to them, how they can set goals and achieve them, um, and really instill those um, 
habits so that they can have a successful life so that they can also, you know, master themselves, but then master being able to collaborate with others um, in this crazy world. So mm-hmm. um, kind of teaching them how to um, take ownership and leadership over their own life. Yeah. I love that aspect of being able to recognize the importance of taking that leadership and authority in in a personal realm. And then also it goes beyond just the personal realm into that relational realm where you, the way that you described it, um, you know, recognizing the importance of helping others and not, and instilling that into all the generations, right? Because they're the ones that are coming up and going to be, you know, continuing this cycle of life. So yeah, definitely. And it, and to get them to kind of learn how to, you know, once they've mastered those skills themselves, then they can be most effective with others. So, um, you know, we know working together is super important, but if they've not yet worked on those skills themselves and being able to kind of take ownership over their own life, um, without, you know, a lot of times kids will put blame on others or, um, you know, he made me or she made me Mm. getting them to take ownership over what they have control over so that then they can be able to work effectively with others. So getting them to really master those skills themselves so they can be collaborative citizens. Yeah. You travel and you travel and you take the, the, the seven habits and you teach that in uh, to train others to continue mm-hmm. that, that ripple effect. You're also a reading specialist. You're also a group fitness instructor <laughs> and you're also running a marathon. So tell us, tell us a little bit about your, tr- your approach to training for this upcoming marathon. Yeah. So lots of lists, <laughs> lots of, <laughs> lots of lists. Um, I'm a list maker. People will make fun of me because, um, you know, I, I'm always making lists and checking them twice. Um, <laughs> but in reality, it's just uh, prioritizing um, things. And I'd love to say I do it perfectly. And I'd love to say that it's, you know, smooth sailing. But the fact of the matter is I'm human. And, you know, I always tell people when I'm training them that like, just because I believe in something 100% and, um teach it to others doesn't mean I live it perfectly every day. Um, so I'm a work in progress all the time, but, um, just being able to, um, I think actually having the marathon to train for helps keep me organized in a bunch Mm -hmm. of other things. Like, you know, we all have a million things due deadlines and our kids have things. Um, but being able to kind of, um, just prioritize and organize, um, and know that you're not going to get to everything in the same day, but, or in the day that maybe you plan to, but if you've prioritized it, bumping it to the next day is not going to make or break you. Um, so kind of knowing what's important to you and being able to prioritize it is most important. So that's kind of how I've been operating. Um, a lot of things coming up in the next couple of weeks, um, in my life, personally, professionally, um, with my kids. So it's getting the long runs in has been difficult and challenging, um, to, Um, but I'm almost there. We have, I have a friend, um, who actually also goes to the gym that we go to and, um, she popped in this morning. Um, she's been doing all the long runs with me. Um, yeah. And she's not, she's not running a marathon. (laughs) (laughs) I said, she needs to find one. Um, she does because I I know who you're talking about and she's, she kicks my butt too. (laughs) (laughs) She, um, yeah, she's, 
I don't know too many other people that would be like, oh, you're, you're running a marathon. Let me run all the long runs with you. Um, let's get up at four in the morning on Saturday and run 20 miles. Um, so I, I would like to say I would do the same for her (laughs) if the roles were reversed. Um, but yeah, she's, it's been really helpful because when you have, I think that's the other thing is having a community of support. So I think I don't real I didn't realize how many people truly supported me, um, until I raised $7,000 and I think it was six weeks, which is insane. Um, I'm now over 8,000, but that's the amount of people that have supported me who are supporting the charity. So I'm kind of like the liaison between the charity. Um, Mm. I look at it that way, but, um, so they're, they're not giving me the money, but they're supporting me in this endeavor, which, um, speaks to being able to have a community of support. Um, and I think that's important in anything that you do, like making sure that you're aligned with people that have common goals, common visions, so that you can have people supporting you and cheering you on along the way. Um, you know, being able to doing it by yourself, it's doable, but it's always nice to have those support people, um, that are going to help you and celebrate when you're done. Yes. Yeah. So many aspects of, of this fit into that philosophy that we talked about of recognizing that it's on a personal level that you're doing this. And then also the relational component is, is that necessary, piece of motivation and accountability and support and celebration and it and we carry that energy with us right so you know people show up um for each other physically but then also you're it's it's almost like you can carry us in spirit with you as you go um because that is also can be just so helpful right like especially when you're like running on fumes and you feel like you can't (laughs) go any further in in all aspects of life so it's really a marathon life is like a marathon right we have to we have to enlist the support of others to help us when um it makes it more fun (laughs) for sure makes (laughs) things more fun when we're doing it in in connection with people um and also to to kind of rely on and have that reciprocity yeah definitely definitely it's been a huge help for me yeah and also balance right so as you're talking about the training um you know, obviously the long runs and the, and the work, the workouts are physically demanding. Um, but you, you're also, you also said, you know, I have a lot of things coming up. So it's not just, <laughs> I'm training for a marathon and that's my number one priority. We already know you have a few jobs and children of, and life. And so how does, what, what secrets or what tips do you, can you share with us um, about how do you, how do you, how do you keep things balanced? Um, (laughs) I don't do it that well all the time. Um, but I think, I think it comes down to, um, balancing, but making sure like literally everything I do is something I choose to do something I want to do. And I think when you make that conscious choice to, it's not, I have to run 20 miles this weekend. It's I get to, Mm. I'm, I'm lucky to be able to be physically able to run 20 miles. Um, so when you think of it as, you know, I am choosing to do this, I get to do this. Um, it, it doesn't help with, you know, 
I think that keeps it balanced mentally. Um, but I'd be lying if I say that, it, you know, there haven't been times where I'm like, I don't know if I can get this done. How am I going to do this? You know, especially in the last week or two, I think with it coming even closer um, and the emotions coming into play of how difficult it's going to be to physically go back to Boston and face the finish line. Um, I think that that is adding a layer of emotion as well. Um, but I think just coming back to my why, like grounding myself in why am I doing this? Why, you know, is, is this still in line with my mission and my vision? And if it is, then it's something worth doing. Um, so then it's just kind of, you know, getting yourself back into, into, um, balance that way. Um, and again, for me, it's all about planning. Um, mm. you know, if I'm planning and I'm checking things off and, um, then I feel like, okay, I'm good, you know? Um, so I think that helps as well. Yeah. And that, that shift in the, in, in the framework of I'm excited. I'm grateful, right? There's an aspect mm -hmm. of gratitude that you're, that you're tapping into to say, I have this ability. My body has this strength, this power, this ability to take me on this, this run, on this pursuit, on this journey and giving gratitude. It can be so powerful. Um, a shift, just a, that tiny little shift that you, that you said, I get to do this. I'm excited. I choose to do this rather than I have to. I really want to draw everybody's attention to that because in our lives, we do that a lot. Um, we, we, it's kind of can become an almost a habit, a tendency that we don't really think about until we pause and say, whew what am i right now in my life and i'm inviting the listeners to think about that what am i in my life right now envisioning imagining categorizing even as a an obligation that i could use this strategy this this concept that you're telling us that has been so helpful for you to shift into this gratitude of I'm choosing this because it's in line with who I am. It's in line with my soul. It's in line with my mission and passion in life. And I choose to do it. And I'm grateful that I get to do it. So powerful. And I'm not, you know, I, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Um, it's not, it's nice when you have other people that can kind of shift it for you. And I have friends and, um, you know, coworkers that are able to kind of shift that mindset. So being able to have people in your life that can do that for you as well, to kind of bring you back to that. Um, because sometimes it's hard, you know, you, we all, all experienced where we kind of get into these, um, maybe weeks or days where things just feel very overwhelming, um, myself included. And, um, having people that can kind of bring you back to that as well. Um, you know, I had a colleague one time say that to me, she said, you mean you get to, and I'm like, oh, you're, you're right. Um, so <laughs> kind of just having that person that shift you back. Um, yeah. so I, you know, it's, it's not all easy, um, for sure, but it's, it's been a journey for me and yeah. still is. <laughs> yes. And, and when we look at it as a journey and give ourselves grace and say, you know, I, I'm not doing this alone, right? I, I, we're not living this life alone. We live this life in connection with other people. And you've really highlighted how, how you have been, you, how you feel so grateful and blessed to have a lot of wonderful, wonderful supportive people in your life. And that, um, yeah, that's, that is amazing. 
one of our themes here as we talk about the the mission of this podcast and and professionally what we do at visionistas is really helping people understand as i mentioned before that holistic aspect of health mental health emotional health spiritual health physical health um, financial health and recognizing this this aspect of balance passion and also confidence the way that we um, cultivate confidence in the ability to to take on pursuits that can seem so overwhelming like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go run a marathon (laughs) (laughs) tell me about how for you where does confidence come into play in your um in your endeavors I think this is probably an area that I struggle with because I don't know that I always have confidence in myself. Um, I think it's through the eyes of other people that they've helped me to see confidence in myself. Um, I still doubt myself. Um, so I think this is an area where I'm consistently trying to grow in. Um, you know, it's, I do think at, when I first decided to run a marathon in 2012, it it was, uh, or I guess it was 2011. Goodness. I don't even know. Um, Mm -hmm. but a friend of mine asked if I wanted to do a half and I was like, I think I'm going to sign up for the full. I just kind of made this decision. Um, and then you don't, when you start to train for a marathon, you don't really think about that distance as one big chunk. You, you know, every run you go out and you kind of chunk it. So I think part of building that confidence is breaking things into those smaller chunks. Mm. So it doesn't seem as overwhelming or um, unmanageable. You know, we do that for kids at school. Um, And so it's funny because when we plan out, you know, like this weekend, 20 mile run, we think of it as, okay, we'll go six out, six back, then four out, then four back. And you kind of just focus on those little chunks and it kind of builds that confidence. So kind of taking something that's overwhelming you and breaking it down. I think helps, um, you know, so whenever a task seems overwhelming, just being able to say, okay, well, what can I do now? What can I get done in this next half hour? Or how can I break this apart so that I can tackle it a little bit at a time? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great, that is a great tip because, because it applies to this physically, but it also applies across the areas of life, right? Emotionally or work, work pursuits, relationships and deadlines and all the things when we, when we see the mountain of tasks and mountain of responsibility, it can feel immense and can make us want to say, oh, no, I think I'll, I think I'll pass. But when we have not only support from other people and people who are cheering us on and, and running with us, but the ability to mentally break it down into smaller pieces that can be so helpful in recognizing, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going out for a, for a shorter amount of time, or I'm going to do this for 30 minutes rather than, um, you know, Yeah. And I think too, like that success, that feeling of success or accomplishment, when you complete a task or complete the long run or whatever it might be like trying to build that in my students as well. Um, getting them to see that, you know, when you do achieve a small goal, you can, you feel that success and that accomplishment, which builds your confidence to do harder things, making it manageable so that you feel that success to continue to make you, um, more confident. 
Yeah. And every step of the way, as you, as you're describing it, that you do that, you, you embody this, you not only teach it to your students, you embody it and you model it for them as well. And each little step that we accomplish, we, we feel a sense of mastery and that confidence then carries us. Okay. I can, I did it. Look, look, well, look what I did. (laughs) And then carries us to that next step and to the next step and builds upon each little um, each little step to make us be able to climb that mountain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Even when we, we started talking about this several week, weeks ago that we were going to connect and do the, the podcast episode, um, it time flies. So it, it is, if you, as you kind of sit here today and, and look back over, um, the course of time from when you learned you were, you are on the team. Um, what has has what has surprised you the most, maybe about yourself? Um, honestly, I think when I found out and I I knew I had to fundraise. Um, the minimum was seven thousand dollars, and um, you know, I knew I could do it, but I didn't know how quickly support would come in. Um, and it came in so fast and so furious that, I mean, my husband and I were just like shocked. Hmm. Um, it, and I think it just surprised me in that, um, not in the amount of supporters that were willing to listen to my story and support me, but to support this cause that in the scheme of life, you know, everybody's heard of the American Cancer Society. Everybody's heard of leukemia and lymphoma, um, you know, these big charities that have been around a long time, but Rebecca's charity has only been around for, um, I believe it's five years now. Um, you know, it was, it's small, it's still, you know, it's still growing, just getting started. Um, you know, in, in the scheme of life, not everybody has heard of the Boston marathon cares about it. Um, and so to be able to kind of spread the word and raise over $8,000, you know, and there's still time to go. Um, I think that was the most surprising thing is that being able to share and spread the word, um, the way that I was able to do, I think that was the most surprising. Like I knew it would, I knew I could, would, you know, reach the attention of people that knew me then when it happened, you know, that was the first thing I did was email and text people that were, you know, key people in my life at that time who went through it with me, who were, um, tracking me that day. And then the news came on, um, and then they couldn't get a hold of me. So getting, getting in touch with those people, Mm -hmm. I knew I would connect with the people that it was close to. Um, but I had no idea how wide, um, it would span and so quickly. Um, so that's been really neat to see. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And I love to recognize that it is, we've been talking about energy and support and, and when we send our love and support in mon- in money and and like commit to funding more access to mental health and mental health treatment and um, put it into that kind of monetary energy, it can there there's so many things that it can do, right? So it's a wonderful wonderful cause, and we're definitely going to put into the show notes links. 
um, for people who are listening, who are moved by this, um, by their own, you know, stories and passion and mission and connect with yours as well to continue to get that, get your donation, um, total even higher. So, but we'll put that in the show notes, but tell us where we can find you, where we can find more about Rebecca's angels, um, and learn more about what, what we can do to send our money energy, our, our spirit energy and, um, support to the cause. Yeah. So Rebecca's angels.org. Um, it's, um, that's the website. And, um, obviously so many people access things through social media now, um, Facebook, you can, um, check out Rebecca Gregory. Um, and then Rebecca's angels also has its own Facebook page. They're on Twitter as well. Um, but, um, I think too, just seeking out Rebecca Gregory and following her story. Um, you can't not be inspired by someone that's endured 76 surgeries from, Mm -hmm. um, you know, one day, one moment, one, one split second. Um, Mm -hmm. and she's still, um, 10 years later having surgeries to, um, repair nerves and, um, damage that was done as a result of that day. Um, and so her, when I first met her shortly after I found out I was on the team, we had a team zoom and, um, it was so emotional. Um, because so many different people on my team have so many different stories. Um, some were there, some were not. Uh, there's one gentleman who is um, in, um, he's a first responder. Um, so his his kind of take on traumatic events and seeing them regularly in his life. Um, so it's it's been just such an inspiring experience um, to meet her and it's funny because she's like just a regular person who she says, I got blown up by a bomb one day Mm. and now I'm just trying to inspire other people. Um, you know, no one plans for that or asks for that or, you know, thinks they're going to literally have bombs explode and then end up inspiring thousands and thousands of others, um, through their story. Um, because she'll tell you that it, it isn't all easy and every day isn't great, but being able to wake up and start again and, um, find that strength to be a mom and, um, help others overcome things that they're trying to, uh, recover from as well. Um, so I think there were two main people that I followed after the marathon. She was one of them. And the other was Adrian Hazlitt, who was a ballroom dancer who also lost her leg at the finish line. Um, and those two women in particular, well, well, there were others, um, their stories just captured me and how they, um, Adrian ran the marathon last year, um, mm-hmm. the full thing. And, um, so just watching them overcome, you know, I was not physically harmed, but seeing them overcome that physically and emotionally is just so inspiring to me. Um, you know, we have to sometimes, um, you know, tragedy happens and we start to live our life differently. But, um, one of my colleagues at Franklin Covey always said, you don't have to start living your life differently just because a tragic event occurred. Um, and I think we do that. I think I do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so knowing that, you know, if there's something that you've been wanting to do, you can go do it. You don't have to wait for something to change your life or turn your world upside down to go and do it. Um, 
And, and I think that's what they try to get across to people is that you can do anything. They can do it without a leg. Um, they can do it, you know, no matter what they've been through. Um, so those, those two women in particular have been huge in inspiring me to continue to move forward. Um, they're rock stars to me, um, which is, is crazy. You know, when I, when I got the email that she accepted me, I woke my husband out of a dead sleep and I was like, she picked me, um, you know, and it's just been really a neat experience. Yeah. Well, you, you absolutely deserve it. And I, I appreciate you so much just personally, and then also have one, have 100% just been extra inspired even more beyond once I learned about this and, and got to know you even more, um, on different levels. So thank you so much for sharing, sharing this with us and we will all be with you in spirit. <laughs> um, the, t tell us when the marathon is and, um, is there a way that we can donate right to your, you know, to your, um, your total? Yeah, so there's um, the marathon is April 17th and um, the link is on my Facebook page, which I'm not sure if you'd be able to share out. So it's um, through Given Gain um, and you can search on Given Gain for Rebecca's Angels team. And then all of my teammates are listed underneath and you can select me if you want it to go directly to me. But okay. It goes directly to the team, but through me. Sure. The team. It doesn't really matter as long as it goes to the team. It goes to the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goes to the cause. Is, our goal is like a hundred thousand dollars. And I think we're at 65,000 and I believe there's some corporate sponsors that hopefully, um, I don't think we have a final total on that. So I, I have no doubt that, I mean, we have one of my teammates is, I think it hit 14,000 this past week, which is insane. Yay. Um, so yeah, everybody's working really hard. Um, and it's fun because I've connected with, um, one of the girls, um, lives in Wisconsin and she saw my fitness fundraiser that we did at the Y and she is doing a Zumba fundraiser next week. I'm like, I wish I lived in Wisconsin oh, so I could come. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's been neat that way that, you know, I'm been networking with people that are complete strangers and in a few weeks we're going to all meet together and, um, for this common cause, which is pretty cool. That is cool. That is awesome. Really, really awesome. Um, thank you so much. Are there any last minute tips or anything that you want to want to say or share with us um, today? I don't think so. Just that, you know, it, it, you never know who you might inspire with with your story. And I think to this point, I've never really shared this much about my life um, mm. with anyone. And um, I think that this has brought out um, that opportunity to share and try to inspire people, um, at an even wider level. So, um, you know, I would just encourage people to don't be afraid to share your story because you never know who it might help. Oh, yes. That is a perfect note to end on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story with us. I have really felt blessed and inspired and honored to, to know you and to, you know, be one of the people cheering you on in your corner. And we will all be doing that on April 17th. Um, thank you so much, Lisa. Um, this is, this was great. Thank you so much. Thank you. And the feelings are mutual. Thank you for mm -hmm. including me and for coming every day to class. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Well, thank you again. And thank you for listening. Please share this. Um, please share this episode with far and wide. We want to help <laughs> Rebecca's angels and every, every um, person to reach their goals, accomplish their, their dreams and to th support this cause. Um, we are so, and we are so passionate about helping people receive the, the support, mental health treatment um, in every corner of, of the world. And so this is very near and dear to our hearts. So please, please, please share this episode with your friends, with your family. Click on the links in the show notes. If you have a few extra dollars, send them <laughs> to Rebecca's Angels and um, let's let's help them accomplish their their goals of one hundred thousand dollars. That is so awesome. Um, thank you, Lisa, and uh, just again, thank you. This was great. Thank you. Take care. Thanks. You too. Thank you for connecting on this episode of the podcast, Empowered by Design. For further connection, subscribe to my email list at drliz.com to be sure that you are in the loop for exciting news, events, and resources. You can also follow me on social media at drliz and at Visionistas by Design. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and send this episode to one of your people in order to share the love, spread the power. This podcast is designed to inspire, educate, and empower you to pursue your dreams with intentional vision. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for psychological treatment or a working relationship with a licensed mental health professional. For more information on connecting with mental health resources in your area, visit drliz.com and click on resources. Thank you again for connecting and remember, trust the heart, work your vision, dream, design, deliver. <laughs>